Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. So I missed my first episode ever last week, Justin. Yes, you did. Uh, I want to say thank you to you for not only covering, but doing a really, really fun episode. If you didn't listen to Gilead Ghost Hunters, or Ghost Slingers, excuse me, go check it out. It's in the vein of like the No Cat, the Let's Play commentary stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Rachel and Randy joined Justin. It was, a, it, was a, it was a lot of fun to listen to, and I'm just very, very grateful. Uh, I will say, uh, if you're a Patreon, you can go visit the uncut footage, because that half an hour was about three hours of footage. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how the no cat guys do it every single yeah, day. I yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we can kind of talk about what we've been doing, or I can kind of talk about what happened to me and why I wasn't around. One second. Yeah, so on August 16th, last Monday, as we're recording this, uh, when we woke up in the morning... One of our dogs, Dante, he's a four-year-old chihuahua. He was uh, like laying underneath the bed, which was super weird because he usually is like a spooner with his mom. <laughs> like they're they're very much inseparable, uh, night and day. Um, and it was very weird. He was very lethargic. We took him outside, and it was rainy, and he didn't want to go anywhere. But it was rainy, so we didn't think about it. And the night before, we had taken him for like a long walk. Uh, the three of them, but... Sometimes when you're out in Utah, like after a long walk, they'd be like gassed for the next day, then bounce back. Okay. So I went into lab, and I left a little bit early to get home just to see how he was doing, and he was still super lethargic. Uh, Didn't want to eat anything. Didn't want to. Didn't want to do anything. Um, so I called our own vet, and they're like, "Oh, it sounds like he's just being lazy. We have an appointment tomorrow at noon. Bring him in then." I was like, okay. And I kept monitoring him, and I was like, I was checking him out, and his gums were really pale, which for people who don't know that, it's a like sign of anemia in dogs, like the coloration being dropped. Yeah. So when Devin got home, I was like, let's call OSUER. And as soon as we said his gums were pale, they said, bring him in. So we drove about 45 minutes to get back down to Columbus to take him in there, got him in, and Devin had just gotten home from work, so we drove to somewhere to get her a bite to eat. And then, while she was inside, we got the phone call from the vet there saying that Dante most likely had what's called immune-mediated hemolytic anemia. All right, it's a lot of words, but what does it mean? Um, basically, his immune system, right? We all have immune systems, right? It fights off diseases for some reason decided it needed to attack Dante's own red blood cells. So literally his own immune system was ripping his blood cells apart. His uh, count, and a count is supposed to be somewhere between like 35 and 55 in a dog, was 7. Yikes. Uh, so we drove him from that that branch of OS, Ohio State's uh, vet hospital to the main branch on campus right by where I work, and we dropped Dante off, and not really knowing. Uh, that was like at 9.30. We drove home because of COVID. We couldn't be there or stay with him or anything. And we got a call around 12.30 telling us just how bad it all was. Uh, Dante was in a pretty rough state. Um, at that point, our only doctor was Dr. Griffin. Uh, and we'll talk more about him later. The next day, we get another phone call from Dr. Griffin, said the first blood transfusion didn't hold, and that if he wanted to do anything, that it was going to have to be a experimental plasma treatment where basically, through like a dialysis machine, if people mm-hmm. know what that is, like what dialysis is, basically they pumped Dante's plasma through his machine, put in fresh plasma and his own back in after they went through and cleared it all out, like like made it pure and put it back in. Uh, and that was expensive, and uh, Devin and I paid for most of it, and then we have a friend. Um, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I want to shout her out. Her name's Jamie. She's a sweetheart, and she's helping. She helped us pay for these treatments. Uh, but it was Dante's case ended up being intravascular instead of extravascular. Again, more words. What's that mean? Intravascular means it was actually happening in his veins, whereas opposed to it was extravascular, but happening in a spleen, which is 
although it sounds crazy, it's a super simple fix. You just take the spleen out and the whole thing stops. But since it was actually happening in his veins, uh, that wasn't a solution. All right. So Thursday, at this point, I told Justin, like, I was going to try to record. Yeah. All we're doing is getting these two phone calls once, a, twice a day, hearing from the doctors, hadn't seen our dog. It was just awful. So Thursday, this Dr. Griffin calls, and he starts giving me this information, and he's giving it to me in a way that truly sounds like it's, like, end. Like, yeah. end point. And... I get upset, I go see Devin at work, and we kind of talk, and I was talking to Dr. Griffin, I was like, I want to see my dog. He's like, you can't because of COVID. And I was like, you understand, if my dog is really this sick, you're going to show me my dog. And he's like, well, he has his plasma treatment today, I'll see if Dr. Gordon will let you talk to him, who is the internal medicine doctor, who actually is now the, the head doctor on our case. So Dr. Gordon let us Skype with Dante during this treatment, and it was nice because we got to see Dante, and he was looking a little bit better. Uh... And Dr. Gordon, God bless him, sat there on Zoom with us for like an hour and answered all our questions. Damn. Um, so Dante ended up having five treatments. He came home Monday. Uh, Tuesday, we were a little bit nervous because like we didn't know like what to monitor and his behavior is so different because he is so anemic. Um, his count on Monday, or sorry, on Tuesday was 18, which isn't good, but it's better than where he has been at previously and then dr gordon told us don't come back in until thursday morning which is this morning so we took dante in this morning and he was at 16 which is only a two percent drop over over 48 hours which is the best we've had so far yeah. uh, we gave dante another blood transfusion which luckily is way cheaper than the plasma transfusions and dante doesn't need the plasma transfusions anymore because he's got we've kind of got past the acute stage of it uh he's on three immunosuppressant drugs some anticoagulants so that his blood doesn't clot and hurt him some appetite increasers some anti-nausea medicine uh antibiotics so he doesn't get sick does he uh, have his own pill caddy he, yeah he has like yeah. nine bottles it's insane that's yeah wow. but he's here uh he's he's here and he's fighting um david and i are really grateful that with Jamie's help, and then obviously with what we were able to do, we were able to give Dante a chance to fight. Um, yeah. He's by no means out of the woods yet. I mean, a count of 18 isn't good, um, but it does seem like we've slowed the rate of hemolysis or like the destruction of the red blood cells to a point where Dante and the immunosuppressant drugs can maybe start kicking in. Because once the immunosuppressant drugs take hold, his immune system is just going to kind of turn off. Okay. But then it won't attack his system. Um, and as long as we keep close eye on him, he won't be able to get vaccines anymore because it would trigger be yeah. vaccines create trigger immune response, right? That's how they work. Um, but he can live a pretty normal life. Uh, so it's been crazy. Um, so as far as what I have been doing, I watched Hell's Kitchen and Psych because for some reason those are my comfort <laughs> shows uh i played just a little bit of destiny i uh, devin made me log on last saturday just to do the weekly thing for the other yeah. title i was working on i was on there for like 35 minutes i couldn't focus um i did beat blasto and man <laughs> well we're gonna talk about that <laughs> yeah um Rachel, God bless her, uh, we're, we delayed our review. We were going to do Pig, but because of, if you watch the trailer, you kind of know what's coming in that movie. We yeah. we decided to push that off one more month. We're going to do Valley Girl instead, a nice little oh, nice. rom-com with young Nick Cage, thank God. Uh, but no, I I apologize for kind of being really quiet on Discord. Like I told, I talked to Justin every single day, and I talked yep. to Rachel. But it was a lot, and I didn't want to, and the hard part is, is like I don't want I didn't want to tell people not because I want to keep him in the dark, but because we didn't know. I think that's, yeah. just, I think you've seen it through the messages. It's like every single day was like a fucking oh. yo-yo. Like, oh yeah, it was up and down. We get good all news the time, and then bad yeah. news, and depending on the doctor, like the same news would sound bad or good, and it's just been all over the place. And adjusting to this new normal, and like trying to see where he's going to be. But our dog's home, 
and he's doing better and it's not over yet and we still have to keep getting him these plasma transfusions and keeping him healthy <sighs> but man i i this is these dogs i have right now are the first dogs I've ever had in my entire life the first like real pets i had like hamsters and stuff and a snake yeah. but i don't really think that kind of counts and like, i mean dante climbed fucking mountains with me out in utah you know what i mean like dante's gone for jogs with me like dante and i have done so much together and he's only four and literally this just happened yeah that's like as fucking crazy like it literally it wasn't a bug bite he didn't eat something it wasn't anything it literally just happened and it happened so fast and I'm just so grateful that, like, and, like, the best part is, and I was telling Devin, because we, we're now questioning if we want to have kids after going through all this. Uh, Devin and I are just really happy that we kind of realized that we're a good team. Yeah. Because there were times where she was really upset and I was strong. And there were times where I was really upset and she was strong. And I don't know, man. It's just been... It's just so crazy because when we were going to bed the night of August 15th, we were talking about so many different things than we're talking about right now. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sorry if that was rambly for everybody. No, but that's whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So yeah. cherish your dogs, cherish your furry friends, give them a hug, and just just remember, like you you never know. Yeah. You just never know what 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 tomorrow might bring. Uh. It's I I've, I've mentioned it to a couple people and I'm not sure if I talk about this podcast tonight, but there's a book I read a while back called Love Is a Mixtape, and I got it because it's about like how this guy met his wife and like the song and they like, kind of like told the story of the relationship through songs. In the very last chapter of this book, uh, the guy and his wife they've been married for a couple of years were sitting down to eat breakfast, and she fell over dead because she had an aneurysm. Like 28. Yikes. Yeah, that's... Yikes. You just... Yeah. And so I guess know. what I want to say is we're, we're very appreciative. We know we're not out of the woods yet, but we're just taking it day by day. And I think it's just times like these that make you really appreciate and value not only your friends, which I've been telling Justin's when to stop, but like Justin's been so great and so has Rachel throughout all of this. Uh, it just makes you kind of put things into perspective. So... Yeah, if you can use my experience for yourself, and fuck, yeah. So that's all I've been playing. I wanted I wanted to start playing Pokemon uh, Let's Go because I wanted to play through Gen One, Two, and Three before the remakes come out in November. Oh, hey, you did play Aliens Fire Team with us. Oh, that's right. And yes, and the thing is, is like that was a lot of fun. Justin, thank you for gifting. No, me don't that don't game. worry about it. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, that was a lot of fun that night. I was very distracted because yeah. <laughs> like when Dante <laughs> did something, it was like, okay, is he okay? Like, do we need, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and we're starting to adjust more because we now have like clear things to look for as for yeah. his health. Uh, I actually really liked that game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was me, Justin, Rachel who played it and, yep. uh. We only played. We played through the first mission, through the first two checkpoints. Yeah, and it's fun. Like yeah, it, it's, it's definitely hard. a little tough, and you gotta yeah. learn because there's definitely things you need to do. Like we think we need to figure out the turret and mine situation a little bit better. Yeah, but it's a fun game. Oh yeah, it's so much fun. It's a really fun game, and especially because I was very hesitant uh, after Back for Blood beta. Yeah. Because I was, I just really did not have fun playing that. I don't even know why. Like we we're playing with the Swole Patrol, which is me, Rachel, Justin, and Tuck. But for some reason, I could just not get into it. Sometimes that just happens with games. Like sometimes it's just I don't know. It's not like and that was before Dante. It's been a while yeah. Since, <laughs> since oh that oh happened. damn. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of been my thing. If anybody has any questions, you can hit me up in Discord, and I can explain it and everything. But, um, woof, hug your dogs. <laughs> Justin, what's been new with you, man? Um, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, within the last week or two, uh, 
a little less uh, 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 sad note. Um, I, I I got uh, um, oh my god uh, diagnosed with severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to start therapy soon, which is nice. It's going to be a nice kind of. I th- I think it'll be good. Um, and. I don't know it's been interesting because i've always kind of thought i've had these this uh mental issue i guess you could say um i don't want to say it's an issue just a mental hurdle yeah a hurdle yeah um i, I i've kind of always felt that way that i've been very anxious um and then i'm assuming just the last year covid and all that stuff kind of just like cranked it up to 11 covid <laughs> yeah yeah um but so I have like pills I can take now if I'm having anxiety problem or problems. Yes, I'm going to say problems because <laughs> when I have them, oh boy, it's a problem. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was actually kind of interesting because I also, so obviously I, I also played Psychonauts too, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of based around people and their, the, the, the way they see themselves in their own head and, there are things like enemies that are basically anxiety and I saw on bad habits the, and uh, like the warning screen for it. Just like, Hey, like we're going to cover some of these things. It's all in good taste, but like it might upset yeah. you. It, it was actually like, so it was weird. So I, I, I basically got diagnosed with the severe anxiety. And then like two days later, I started playing this game. Mm-hmm. So, it was actually kind of like nice how they kind of shared those things. Like yeah. it, it, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of like depression and anxiety and kind of all that stuff being dealt with in that game. And I don't know. It, it does a very good job of handling them. Well, I, I think you can definitely do the, do it very untastefully, but I, I think the game went a very good way about, how they handle the that. only game i kind of played with a similar kind of approach i think was alice madness returns mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil yeah. what it covers in case someone's ever played that before yeah. but that was the first game i ever played that i felt approached something like that yeah okay i think the tension did a little bit with some stuff too which i mean i like the tension we played it on here as well yeah uh but no, I think games should tackle that stuff. And like I told you when you were telling me this beforehand, like I saw a therapist for some mental stuff or some health or whatever you want to call yeah. it, some stuff when I was in college, when I was dealing with shit. And I think that that's like a stigma people need to break is like, it's okay. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like I fucking suck. You can spiral <laughs> and to have someone t- talk to you and like walk you through your shit is a good thing. So I'm, I'm happy that you're taking these steps for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Like, as soon as I found out, I started looking into it. And obviously, in Canada here, there's like two-hour, two-year wait lists if you don't want to pay for it. You need mental help. Wait two years. Well, that's that's what I was like. So, as soon as I found out it was like the two-year wait list, I was like, okay, I got to go figure out what I'm covered for under work. My work doesn't cover it. But as soon as I told them why I was looking for it, they like... My work sucks a lot of the times, but I will yeah. give them that. They started like, okay, let's look into it. Let's see what we can do to help you get some somebody to talk to, basically. That's great. So they were actually going to change our coverage and boost up our premium by a lot just for me, basically, which was a nice feeling. But I obviously, I figured I got a way around it, and I don't have to pay cool. for it because I'm in Canada. So that's nice. Well, I'm happy yeah. you're taking those steps. Thank you. Um, uh, and other, uh, but other than that, uh, Psychonauts two and played Aliens Fireteam, like you mentioned. I honestly haven't been playing much. I, I, my uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has kind of slowed to a crawl. I just haven't had a lot of time, and obviously because of the weight, li- because of the weight lobbies. Oh man. Okay, so that was the last <laughs> mission of the base game, and uh-huh. I had to wait. So, so while you're queuing up, you can still like walk around and do other quests and stuff. So it wasn't horrible. Okay. So it's like um, dead by daylight. No, God, no, no. It's like literally you press a button and it says, okay, you're queuing. Here's the average wait time. Here's how many people are in your party. Go and so you can literally do any other mission. You can go cut scenes, whatever you can fast travel. You can do anything. Um, but yeah, the last mission, the Ultima weapon, uh, was an 80 minute wait time before I could get in. And then the guys were just dicks the whole time that I got in with. 
And uh, yeah, but anyway, so I finished the base game of uh, Final Fantasy XIV. So I'm level 50, and I believe there's something like 100 quests to do before I get to the first expansion, which is apparently where some of the best Final Fantasy ever is. Is that Realm Reborn? Uh, so I'm done Realm Reborn. Okay, so the next one is the one with, with uh, the FF1 stuff, right? So the next one is, yeah, Heaven Sword. Yeah. And then I don't remember what's after that, but then it's Shadowbringers, I think, and then the new one comes out in November. I will say the music in Final Fantasy fourteen like, is amazing. It's I've actually the... listened to the soundtrack on uh, Spotify, so I'm a little bit aware yeah. of it. Yeah, um, I, I obviously situations right now but i really think that you should look into it because yeah maybe maybe after we we finish paying for dante and then finish grad school I, I will say i will say the base game in heaven sword is free yeah we gotta pay for the monthly subscription after level 60 <laughs> i'm just saying it's free until you're level 60 <laughs> even the monthly subscription We can talk. All right, we'll talk. talk, we'll talk. But yeah, other than that, honestly, I, I haven't really been up to much. I just work and, I mean, I'm sure work is more than half of my anxiety, but uh, <laughs> I honestly uh, haven't been Not up all much. the interviews that make you do? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, you waited two extra weeks. It's here. I hope you're ready for it. This is a special, special review. Let's talk about Blasto. You know, when I watched that first cutscene and it loaded in and that was the music that played, I was like, what is the internet talking about? Why are people so mean to this game? <laughs> and then you played it. <laughs> so we'll save that. Okay. Uh, this was a patron forced review from Marcus, our ginger thrust, uh, to give him a little bit of clemency here uh he did request dead space but we already already included all three of them yeah and he said soma which is a game i've heard of but know nothing about and you said that didn't fit for aliens yeah it's about like killer robots and okay so mad scientist will probably be where that one comes in or transform man or something we'll figure it out but definitely not aliens so we got this. Uh, Justin, what is our background? Actually, before we get to the background, okay, Ginger did take the time to send us in his reasoning why he chose it. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to him now. So I want to be clear, first of all. I know that in the past and present, my selections for this podcast have been kind of interesting and odd and i promise that in the future i will maybe not select things that are kind of too unique or too difficult to get through with that being said the reason that i selected blasto for my game this time around was that i don't think that this game got a lot of hype or press or attention even in its release back in the playstation one era in my mind there are certain games that came out during the playstation one time that sort of fell in their own categories being extremely unique they didn't earn a sequel they didn't earn a lot of acclaim or praise they weren't necessarily terrible but they weren't well known to many out there and so i wanted i wanted this game to kind of get a little bit of attention um because there's certain things about it that are kind of quirky and fun the fact that 
it does sort of reflect what we thought was acceptable to joke about and to play through or in that era. Uh, we were still living in an area that's a bit reminiscent of games like Duke Nukem, uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, and, you know, just, just titles that all have that matching undertone of overtly sexualized female characters that weren't even necessarily, like, front and center. It was just the undertones of the jokes and, and that kind of thing that obviously you wouldn't necessarily see that in a video game now without it being either the brunt of a of a joke or just just for some other reason uh it was voiced by the late great Phil Hartman who I knew from Saturday Night Live fame and I don't know if it was just an attempt to bring more celebrities into the video game spotlight or not to give it more credibility, but I don't think a lot of people knew that Phil Hartman had voiced a video game character, so I find that a little bit interesting. And then I understand that this gameplay is probably a little bit more unique and difficult than other games of that genre or era, and I'm sure the gentleman will get into that in their review of this game. But I kind of consider Blasto to be almost like something like an antique that you would find in a thrift shop that you could just pull out and say, hey, I don't know if you know a lot about this, but let me let me talk to you a little bit about this particular item here. So if you listeners had never heard of this game before, well, then now you have... I don't know what you want to do with this knowledge, but I do feel like if you're looking at video game history, it's worth spending a few minutes just focusing on this very unique and individual title. And so I hope the guys had at least some form of fun playing it. And I look forward to hearing their thoughts on it. So from all of you out there, my name is Marcus, a.k.a. Gender Thrust, and enjoy the rest of the review. Okay, you guys can take that and uh, decide by the end of our review if you think it was worthy to be amongst the the titles like Dead Space and Predator and Aliens and all that jazz. <laughs> What's our background on Blasto, Justin? All right, so... Uh, Blasto is a platforming third-person shooter game developed by Sony Interactive Studios America and obviously published by Sony um, for the original PlayStation in 1998. Um, I was seven. Okay. <laughs> I was nine. Eh, not too far, I guess. Yeah, not too bad. Um, although it was heavily marketed, the game proved too difficult for many players. Um uh so this game was actually not announced until the year before it came out in 1997 and it had been secretly in development since 1995 um wanted so uh, the developers wanted the game to be free of load time so the development team made the game stream constantly off the cd this made it impossible to use like better music like clearer music so it, ha it had to be done with in, in like the midi format which i don't have a problem with i actually like MIDI yeah files. i like super nintendo like i like the old school rpg midi files yep, i yep. think those are amazing i think <laughs> the music in blasto is not but you know we'll get there <laughs> yeah um so initially announced in late 1997 uh Bla blasto was later pushed back a year so it was it was actually supposed to come out the same year it was announced uh but they pushed it back a year uh and sony did not specify a reason for the delay and uh the game also had a japanese release planned um but was canceled for unknown reasons i'm sure i can guess a few of them and uh in a version of the game that was released in the pal regions um the original episode level three was removed due to space limitations because pal the PAL versions have like numerous languages uh, on them. And uh, that 
is literally all the development I could find. I couldn't find sales. I couldn't find anything. Before but we get I, to plot summary, mm-hmm. can you list some games that came out in 1998 for us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit offline, but I would like our audience to know what to kind of compare this release to. Yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. Sorry, I'm just pulling up 1998 in video games uh, in on Wikipedia. So, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Half-Life, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 2, Banjo-Kazooie, Link's Awakening DX, the Game Boy Color one, uh, Turok 2, um, okay, oh, oh, sorry, that is the, the, those are the critically acclaimed titles, there is also uh, James Bond 007 game, Um, sorry, Parasite Eve came out that same year. I love that game. I like it. We'll talk about it one day. <laughs> yeah, I there are. I remember there being a few. It's just going to take me a second. I have to like skim through this list it's really okay. quickly. I bet uh, you po- spot. Pokemon Stadium came out. Uh, Gex Enter the Gecko, which is also a mm-hmm. platformer that probably didn't age that well. Uh, sp- the first Spyro the Dragon came out. This God, what an w- amazing game! <laughs> I mean, this is like Spyro the Dragon, and this <laughs> came out at the same year, and they were pushing this as like a yep. Sony like. Halo like a, a mascot, yet, like they a Halo basically, kind of thing. Like a, yeah, a, a, they they wanted franchise. this to be like their mascot game, basically. Um, other games that came out, by the way, Tomb Raider three, uh, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron's a good game. Uh, uh, Chocomo Mystery Dungeon two, the South Park video game. <laughs> like I've hey, you Pikachu. I played the two new ones, but not the old one. Oh god, don't, just don't, <laughs> don't. But yeah, anyways, there are there were. A, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of lower games that came out this year as well but uh none were it, marketed as the new face of, of a franchise no. oh or a god console. no and i will say before we go into this we don't we don't we rarely touch on reviews from other places very rarely it's usually just looking at a this bigger point to put out there uh so the game received mixed reviews uh according to a review aggregation website uh, in the end, despite all problems, this isn't the worst ever game released for the pl- released ever for the PlayStation. But it doesn't hold a candle to the best, or even the medic the mediocre. Sorry, I will say Entertainment Weekly gave it an A minus. So, so that's that. where you know where Entertainment Weekly is. Uh, and they say that reviewers aren't paid off, but that's a conversation <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> I told Justin, because of everything that's been going on these past couple weeks, we aren't going to do a 60-second plot summary, and also this game doesn't deserve it. Nope. Justin, what's the summary of Blasto? Actually, I'll do it for you. Okay. (laughs) These evil aliens are taking, trying to take over the universe or Earth or whatever, and so our boy Blasto goes to Uranus to rescue space babes and kill aliens don't forget that uh well i guess that's not really in the plot but every time you save a space babe there is some sexual innuendo going around uh it's very much a worse off version than duke nukem and for anybody who's played duke nukem you already know how bad those are so so plot <laughs> like i Can mentioned I- can I read? Let me open the page back up. Sure, I would sure. love to read you the actual plot to this. I, w- I was trying to do you a favor. Absolutely. It's just because I want to know if you got if you got this. Okay. <clears throat> After returning from the fifth dimension, the diabolical alien tyrant named Bosk is bent on conquering the planet Uranus with his own army and attempts to invade and destroy Earth as well. He is seeking to reign supreme for his power. Which died. Okay, supreme for his power of the solar system. That includes his alien capturing and enslaving the space babes throughout the galaxy. Thus, Captain Blasto is the only hero who can foil him, him and his evil ambitions and set out to rescue the stranded space babes along the way. Blasto is also the only type of hero who doesn't mind catching space babes in distress every now and then, especially when it comes to exploring and venturing across. What the fuck? Okay, especially especially when it comes to exploring and venturing across through the planet Uranus. That is it. That's the plot. <laughs> this is the worst plot we've had in the podcast. I truly thought that we had seen the worst 
when we had Rampage World Tour because it was an arcade game forced into a video game style with 140 some levels. Yeah. Uh, not only is this boring, is it dumb, is it misogynistic? It it's just not fun and not entertaining and stupid. Yeah, like so this this is kind of a we've had cases uh where we've played older games and they still hold up really well or they maybe they catch like a new light and they feel better now Resident than they Evil did back 2 in the day. Comes to mind. Yeah, exactly. This is one of those games that it was it came out in 1998. Let's leave it in 1998. I don't think anybody needs to go back and take a look at this again. Like just leave it back there to Unless you're doing a critical analysis about how the hell somebody gave this fucking game an A minus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh like I said, I for for a second I was intrigued. Like the opening cutscene, it was a little bit mm-hmm. jumpy. Um I know Justin and I both had some hard times getting this thing to render, but overall I think we were both kinda holding out hope that it wouldn't suck. Uh, that well, hope did. didn't last. Yeah, that hope did not last very long. Honestly, there's not even a lot to talk about. Like the plot, and the thing is, like you, you're not fed it. You know what I no. mean? Like it's, like literally get that cutscene, and that's like it, right? Am I forgetting? It's been a crazy. No, week. I it, think you get that first cutscene, and that's it. Yeah, I think you get one at the end. I don't honestly don't remember, but yeah, the end uh, of last week was a blur when I beat this game. So I don't, <laughs> and, I, and I'll talk about it in gameplay here in a second about how I actually ended up beating this game. Oh, <sighs> but yeah, plot sucks. Plot sucks. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, dumpster. It's one? not good. Oh, absolutely, one easy. Yeah, gameplay. So yes. Justin hopped into this bad boy before I did, right? That's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. And you said, "Hey, Larry." You're not going to want to delay this one. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this game sucks. And it's hard. <laughs> and it's unforgiving. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, I, I trust you. If you're saying that I need to put into it, I need to put into it. I restarted before level three from Game Overs three times. Because there, you get lives okay. and you can continue to stuff with the platforming in this, which we'll get to in a second, suck. So literally how I beat this game is I found a Let's Play on YouTube. I would watch him play for like 20 seconds, play myself for 20 seconds, and continue that process. That is how I beat this game. I will tell you for a very brief second after we left the space jumping shit in Uranus and the space portal, and we landed on the planet Uranus, I was like, okay, maybe this game's not going to suck. Maybe the platforming is over. <laughs> no, we had just we just hadn't met the fucking space Uranus Chocobo yet. Yeah, it's a uh... God. This it game, is the it, worst it platforming I've ever, ever done, and that includes Bed of Chaos and Dark Souls One. It really like it does not feel good, and it does not. It's just vi- so clunky, but also somehow too floaty when you're jumping. And it changes. And it, I swear to God, the jumps aren't the same. I swear yeah, to God, oh, the jumps absolutely. aren't the same. And like trying to judge the distance between two gaps that you have to jump is nearly impossible. And then you pair that with the difficulty, the fact that you lose these, that if you lose lives, like there's no like, like, like a Crash Bandicoot where it's like a kind of like a redo or whatever. Yeah. And like you, you have limited lives and continues and it ends over. Like the fucking thing's over. And literally, there's no there's no save state. You go back to the beginning or whatever you last saved the game. Yep. And some of these levels with the platforming are like convoluted as shit. Like hopping around, maps look the same where you can't see off into the distance, and they have a map in game, but it's ass. Like oh, it doesn't do with that anything. Map, like you're wasting your fucking time. But they have yeah. map bonus squares where you can unlock more of the map. You know, you can't use it to fucking do a goddamn thing. Again, I played this game when my dog was in the hospital. I didn't know it was going to be going on for him. And I was, I, I thought, you know what? Maybe a tough challenge would be difficult. This is like Dark Souls if it did not give a fuck about its players. At least in Dark Souls, like, you know, that if you gave it the time and you had the commitment and you had, like, the will, you could be good. Like, yeah. I, I truly think that anybody, if they had the proper amount of time to commit and then the, the willpower to sit through the, the grind, I think someone could get very, very, very good at Dark Souls. I do. This game, good fucking luck. Somehow that walkthrough I watched of that guy never died. Never died. Wow. I mean, I know there's like speed runs of it done in like half an hour, which is insane. 
I don't even know. How. I thought about. I won't lie. I thought halfway through, I was like, I should just fucking watch a speed speed run. <laughs> fucking do whatever they do and be done with this thing. The thing is, I really thought we played the hardest game ever when we played Vampire Hunter D. I mean, Vampire Hunter D cost Tony True Hoax, uh, one of the good friends of the podcast, to literally say, "I can't do this." And he's yeah. played. He's a Twitch streamer. Like he's played a lot of hard games. And I thought that we found the hardest with that one because we literally had to sit that down. I was like, Justin, we gotta like come back to this. This is yeah. this is fucked. This is yep. capital F fucked. This game is awful. This game is absolutely awful. And we haven't even gotten to the enemies yet and the shooting and how bad it is and how much damage they do to you <laughs> and how there is no talk. There's they don't explain to you the power upgrades and how to use any of your weapons. No, you just like, tutorials. oh hey, you got this this upgrade. Use it. And some of them are okay. Some of them suck. Some of them are just like horrible. Sometimes your bullets will track. Other times they won't. The enemy's bullets always track. All the enemies are just reskin versions of themselves as you continue going on. Sometimes you'll stumble across a boss and you just didn't even know you were going to a boss arena and you got to figure out how the fuck to do that. Uh, this is trash. This is trash. This is throw away and don't ever buy this. This is awful. Oh, this is absolutely. the hardest and worst thing we've played on this podcast. I would, ra- <laughs> I would rather... I would rather try to speak German and walk you through Blair Witch Volume 2 than ever touch this again. You're making promises that I don't know if you can cash. Like, come on. Don't. I can go to Google Translate and type in what I want to say and watch you play it as we do it on Twitch. Oh, fuck. But how am I supposed to understand you? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying like, I would rather go through yeah. that process together than ever touch this again. Blasto is the absolute most dog-ass thing I've ever played in my entire life. One. <laughs> yeah one uh i agree (laughs) it's just not good audio similar to plot when it first started i was intrigued like justin played the open the music when we i mean i can i can i can like loop it in like quietly here if you want while we're talking about this okay that's kind of cool when you keep dying and you repeat those levels over and over and over again and it's the exact same music and when you talk when you like talk to the space babes with the lines of phil hartman i think is the voice actor for yep. blasto this says the exact same lines in the exact same spots there's no variety it's just it just is what it is it gets old really 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 fast in the misogynistic way the women are portrayed and stuff it's just bad yeah i i really don't think there's like any takeaway from this game even here like the music is repetitive and yeah it's it's got like a nice like beat to it for the first 10 seconds and then it's like like i said when you first start that first level and like oh this is kind of cool we're gonna get some variety of this we have 14 15 levels or something like that yeah we're gonna get new cool little beats like this and it's like oh it's repeating yep oh it's repeating again (laughs) oh Oh, level two. Oh, it's here. It is again. Yeah, and it's only that thirty-second loop that Justin had. Yeah, yeah. it's it's rough. It's rough bad. Stuff. It's bad. One. One. Yeah, absolutely one. How scary? Well, uh, the only thing scary about this game is the fact that there are game reviewers out there who are unscrupulous enough to take money and to say this game got an A fucking minus. <laughs> this this game is not scary. It was never meant to be scary. Um, maybe it's scary because of how fucking hard it is and how brutal it is and how it makes you want to pull your hair out and how it makes Dark Souls look easy. Um, it's not a horror game. It's not scary. I know we talk about how we don't like, categorize like it's no horror. This isn't horror. It's just, it's just not. Yeah, it's... Uh... <sighs> It absolutely like I mean obviously like we kind of knew that going into it, but yeah we it's... did and like again I guess that's why I put the caveat out there up front. Marcus did want a Dead Space game. Yeah, I mean he played alongside us when we reviewed Dead Space one. I assume he'll do the same thing for Dead Space two and three. Um, and he did recommend Soma, from what I understand, is a very scary game. And then he came back to this one, and you heard his reasoning for why he chose it too. Yeah, but this isn't a horror title. It's just no. not. Oh god, no! No, I mean it's your. It's like a, a way below average mascot platformer from the nineties that yes. just needs to stay there, basically, and never come back. One, one. Well, guys, welcome <laughs> to a first on here's Giant Podcast. It got a perfect one score. 
which gives it a score of 10. And it is officially, unequivocally, and can never be beaten as the worst piece of excuse me, worst piece of media to ever be reviewed on Here's Johnny Podcast. Uh yeah, so I guess Marcus keeps the streak alive. Our bottom ten now is Blasto, Rampage World Tour, both Marcus entries, Ginger Dead Man, our first crappy horror movie from way back when. Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, God, That Was Trash, Resident Evil 6, The Giver, another ginger entry, Vampire Hunter D, Leprechaun, Blair Witch Volume 1, Rust in Par, and Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Taming the T-Rex is no longer in the bottom 10. Good. I, I, it belongs in, like, the mediocre 50s. Sure. I really like that movie, okay? <laughs> oh, jeez. So that's the Blasto review. Marcus, we appreciate you. I hope you understand that we uh, <laughs> we spent astronomically more time playing this goddamn game than we did reviewing it. But that's because <laughs> even though you're playing it and it's hard and you're taking a lot of time to do it, there isn't there there. It's just pain. It's just pain yeah. and suffering and questioning <laughs> Why am I here, and why is this what I'm doing? Uh, we're going to play a commercial from Number Podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network and head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. If not for our opening stuff, Justin, I don't think... I think this might be the shortest episode of all time. Uh, I don't know. Last week was only like 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah, but that was a lot of effort of 30 minutes, though. Dude, so, okay, obviously, it, it, it doesn't really take me a lot of time to edit anymore. Yeah. That fucking thing took me about three hours to edit. When I woke up Saturday morning and played a little bit of Destiny to try to distract myself because I wasn't able to sleep very well and uh, listened to it, it made me so happy, though. And I hope our audience liked it, too. Good. I Actually, that the main reason I wanted to do something like that is I told Rachel, like, Larry and I listened to No Cat. Yep. And I show, I made, she wanted to listen to it to see kind of, like, what the vibe was. Sure. And I was like, yeah, that's if Larry's not here for the week, this is what I want to do. So... I, again, thank you to Rachel and Randy for Absolutely. last minute, like, oh, yeah, hey, we'll play video games for three hours until, like, 11 o'clock at night with you. Like, All right, cool. Thanks. So next week we are getting, hopefully, if what I understand and from what I've kind of seen, I'm trying to stay away from it, back into some spooky horror. We're leaving aliens for just the briefest of moments. Uh, but, hey, people should be used to that by now. Usually there's <laughs> lots of breaks in these seasons. <laughs> yes, but this is different. We're going back to the theater. I, oh, I forgot to tell you. I actually went to a movie theater yesterday. Did you? For Paw Patrol? Hell yeah, I did. That's awesome. awesome. Did, your, did your daughter like it? Oh, yeah. That's so great. I'm so happy Kid, to hear that. Kids love that stuff. But we're seeing Candyman. The yeah. Nia Costa flick. Uh, I'm very excited. I saw that first trailer, and then I saw the second trailer with like, the shadow puppets. Yeah. I haven't seen anything since that second trailer. Either have I. Either have I. Okay. And that... That Shadow Puppet trailer might have been the best movie trailer I have seen in such a long time. Yeah. I Oh, I will say, uh, if you want, if you are brave enough, you can go ahead and say Candyman five times and you can get a new trailer, but I'm not stupid. I'm not falling for that. Yeah, I've, yeah we, don't, we, we don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's next week, and then after that, we'll get right back into the swing of things with our alien stuff. We have a couple movies and a video game coming up through there. We got to pre-record some stuff, Justin. We can plan that out here in a few weeks. Yeah, but that's all I got, man. Do you have anything else? No, I mean it's it's been a busy week, so obviously we haven't really been up to much. And I mean, the game yeah. itself was 
Well, was what it was, let's it say. It was and, uh, what it was. We're going to put it behind us. We're going to keep moving forward. Thank you for listening to me about my dog. Everybody, thanks for being understanding with me not being here. And uh, until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Everything goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent. It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Mm-hmm.